Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm Tom Doherty, your host, and I am glad to be here sharing with you today. I want to talk today about the pursuit of God. I think uh, right now it is so vital. It's always been vital. Don't get me wrong. But in America, we have watched the pursuit of God fade away, and we've given in to the world's ideas and ambitions. And folks, it is so sad, and I know you know what I'm talking about. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, guide my lips The things I say, may they be true and honest and pure before you. May the word of God speak to our heart. Open our minds to your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I love sharing God's truth and God's words, and I will be sharing different scriptures today as we go along, but I am glad you listened. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you're living a life full of the joy of the Lord. I just, as I woke up this morning and was driving, I said, Lord, just use me today. Use me. Wherever I go, into the bank, into the gas station, Lord, use me for your glory. But if you look at history, you see a roller coaster ride with years of great revival and spiritual renewal. And years of spiritual poverty when God fell off the radar. You see in Exodus when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and they worshiped Jehovah God. And then when things looked bad, they went bad and they chose to give up that which they had knew, that what they knew. Very similar today. When things are going well, people are on board with their relationship with God. And when difficulty hits, they turn the other way. In this world right now, we are seeing people turn the other way, turn to the worldly values. And they say, well, we've got to accept people. We've got to accept, you know, uh, all these things going on, dealing with all the different community situations, you know. Well, folks, we got to love those people. We got to love those that that are sinning. But we hate to sin, like I said the other day. We got to love those. We need them in our church. We don't want them to feel they come in and they're beat down. We want to lift them up. And I'm telling you, instead of joining and saying and approving of things that are wrong, things that are wrong with marriage, things that are wrong in society, things that are wrong with relationships, and saying, oh, this is okay, even though in the Word of God it's sin, folks, we got to stand up, but we got to love these people or they'll never have have an interest in learning about the things of God. And plus, more than anything else, we have to pray. If we don't pray, then things are going to go south in a hurry. We need to figure out what we're doing because a church, to be the church, is being about God's business all the time. We have to seek Him. You know, I want to know, I want you to know your leadership, you know, in your life and wherever, what church you go to really is important. It's important that you step up and don't step back. We have a couple ladies in our church that are in their, oh, mid-40s, I guess, and they have stepped up and said, hey, we want to visit the widows of the church. We want to stop by. How neat is that? That is awesome. People are saying, I want to do something about the kingdom work about the heavenly work. And it's not getting caught up in our churches, in our own churches and saying, oh, our church is the only church, blah, blah, blah. No, it's being caught up with Jesus and serving him and getting people in churches around the valley. I could send people to all sorts of churches around the valley. I told you last week when I was on my sabbatical, I went to Hill City Church for three Sundays. Man, those two young pastors did a great job speaking. 
And I I enjoyed it so much, knowing that we could worship God together wherever church we go to. You know, and that is what matters. Let's not get into battles of what church is better or what church is this or what church is that, as long as it's preaching the Word of God. Do we have a hunger for the things of God? If you, have you ever been hunting or on a hunting trip and out there and you've walked all day, looked for elusive deer or elk, and you get back to camp, you can't wait to eat something? I mean, I think the best bologna sandwich I've ever eaten was after trudging a mountainside looking for the game. It was bread, mayo, and bologna. It might as well have been a 12-ounce prime rib because it was great, but I was so hungry for it. We need to be that hungry and thirsty for the things of God that we pursue Him with all our hearts. We let nothing distract us from the most important part of our lives, and that is our relationship to Him. In Psalm chapter 63, verse 1, here's your first scripture of the day. David cries out to the Lord. Listen, and here is David. David's wandering and trying to stay away from being killed by Saul. And he says, you are my God. Earnestly will I seek you. My inner self thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you and is faint for you in a dry and weary land where where there is no water. Throughout the Psalms, David prayed very similar prayers, earnestly seeking his heavenly Father's directions and help. I hope many of you throughout the day whisper prayers to God. Lord, I earnestly seek you. I need your hand on my life. I need your Holy Spirit's breath on me. I encourage you this week to do this. Throughout your day, just whisper a prayer to him, asking for his leading on your life and on whatever situation you may be dealing with. He hears you and is anxious to hear from you. He said he would never leave us, and he won't, folks. He will never leave you. Oh, sometimes you feel abandoned because things aren't going perfect in your life. There wasn't a person in the Bible that things went perfect for. Look at Paul. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. He was bit by poisonous snakes. And he was stoned. You know what? He became a man of God, but he still went through things. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But you got to be a good cheer because you got to realize God, Jesus Christ, has overcome the world. Jesus Christ went to the cross for you. Diligently seek God. What does diligently mean? It means working hard at seeking God. We need to diligently seek Him. Because if we don't, the distractions of the world interfere, and pretty soon we're not seeking Him at all. There may be many of you here, here that are listening today that are in a spiritual dry spell. Maybe you're no longer hungry are thirsty for the things of God, it is time to get with it. It's time to honor God. You know, on this uh, sabbatical, I had a great time for two months being away and traveling, travel 40, I think I told you 40 days of the 60, had a wonderful time, but I am excited to be back at church. I read a book on prayer that was just outstanding and uh it, it motivated me even more, and I'm just so glad to be back to be able to minister and do what I can to help the kingdom grow. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13, the prophet Jeremiah said, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is not water. 
See, Jeremiah got it. David got it. Many of you have it, and some need it. It is a choice you have to make. Things are interesting in life. When you want something so bad, you will go the extra mile to get it. Maybe it's that dream house and you're in a bidding war with someone and you want it so bad that the cost suddenly goes out of the window and the next thing you know, you spent much more money than you planned, but you received what you wanted, your dream house. That is the type of pursuit our God is looking for in us. He doesn't want us just talking about him, but pursuing him, loving him, being about his business. But pastor, I'm so spiritually weak. I don't have what it takes to really serve God like I ought. I have one word for you. One word for you. Listen to this word. Nonsense. Yes, nonsense. God produces strength in weakness. Isaiah the prophet's great words in Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. Many people know this passage because it's a great passage. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Wow. Is that a passage from prophet or what? He gives strength to the weary. He'll give you strength when you need it. He'll give you power to the weak. He said, even the youth, even the young folks grow weary, and even the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Those who hope in the Lord, those who put their trust in the Lord, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will not be faint. Why? Because their faith and trust is in Almighty God. Their faith and trust is in Jesus Christ. They believe that he died for their sins. They believe that he rose again. They believe that they can have life eternal and they can enjoy every single moment of life. You know, Isaiah got it. He understood the principle of chasing after God. That's why he said we will soar on wings like eagles. You ever watched eagle? On this uh, trip vacation I had, we saw eagles. We saw eagles in Alaska and and where was some? I think we may have saw them in Zion National Park, but we saw eagles and man, they just soar and they are they are controlled. They have courage. They're not afraid of anything. They just they own their territory. They know what it's like to have confidence. Do you have confidence in the Lord? Knowing that the Lord your God will uh, be with you and will guide you and he'll lead you along the way. I'll probably start tomorrow talking about eagles a little bit again because they're such an amazing animal. My best friend in the world who passed away two years ago, Mel, he has eagles. He's got sculptures, all sorts of things of eagles in his house because he used them as illustrations of leadership because he was a tremendous leader, tremendous businessman, tremendous man of God, touched and changed my life for, for years and years, and I, I'll never forget all the great times, but I know the eagles was his favorite thing. And so we got him some thing of eagles at times, too, because it was a reminder of strength, courage, power, and that we can do it. Folks, pursue God and you can do it. Hey, I hope you join me tomorrow. 
Lord bless you. It's good being back and good sharing with you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.